Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are talking to Gail Doby. Welcome to the show, Gail. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. It's a pleasure. It's so great to have you. I know we tried this a couple of weeks ago and we uh, had a little technical difficulty, but that's life, you know? Things are happening on divine time and we just got to flow with it sometimes, right? Absolutely true. (laughs) So let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So Gail Doby is the co-founder of a firm that helps designers, architects, and creatives increase their profitability by over 500%. That is a lot of increase in profitability. After 20 years of running her Denver-based design firm, Gail is obsessed with sharing innovative ways to overcome business challenges and roadblocks. So you are just like the go-to person when somebody's business is hitting a slump or a plateau. Is that correct? Well, you know, it's so interesting because I hear the same words when people come to us, they're stuck, they don't know how to take it to the next level. And those are music, that's music to my ears in some ways, because I know that I can help them. And I love that you invited me to be on your show, because honestly, a lot of what you're doing is so important to the mindset that helps someone have that business breakthrough that they're looking for. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're kind of like the fixer. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> 
but for creative businesses, which, you know, sometimes creative people are really good at design or art or visioning, you know, what they want to create, but the systems and the how-tos and the nuts and bolts of business are kind of like boring or just not of interest to them. So how do you help the creative stay in their zone of genius and not get too bogged down in, in the numbers and the hustle and grind of business? Well, it's interesting because what people think is that they can't learn the numbers of business. And I've seen this little head swoop thing that goes on for some people. And they say that numbers go over their head. And that also is one of those opportunities for me to help somebody overcome that fear or that belief that's in their way, because it's really just a faulty belief. And what I like to say to people is that you don't currently have the lingo or the knowledge of the words of business but you will get them. All you have to do is be willing to believe that you can do this and you can learn those words. In fact, today I've been doing a five-day challenge about financials to help people really believe that they can learn the numbers of business. So it's possible. Everyone can learn them. So what is your challenge about? Well, it's about helping people understand the basics of their numbers, like the, the basic terms that your CPA uses or what a financial statement um, actually means. What is a balance sheet? What is a P&L statement? All of the things that are a little bit scary for people, especially if they're more creative and they don't really want to have to know those numbers, but you don't really have a choice. A business is a business and that's the language of business. So what are some of the basics of business that all creatives should know that we have been pushing under the rug? (laughs) Well, first of all, that you have a right to make money at this business. And just because you happen to be creative and it's extremely easy for you to visualize an entire house before it's ever built, doesn't mean that the other people that are hiring you know how to do that. So you deserve to get paid for that. So the very first step is believing that you're worth getting paid. And second of all, that net profit is the most important number of your business. Yeah, that net profit is important. What do you think is the obstacle of people who are creative, especially being scared to get paid what they're worth? What is the common theme of all the creatives that are undercharging for their beautiful work? I don't think they understand how to go about figuring out how much they should charge. So the first thing they do is they look around and say, well, my colleague over here is making. $150 an hour, and I don't have as much experience as she does, so therefore I shouldn't charge that. So that is not the way to establish how much you should charge. And uh, my uh, what I have found over time is that you actually should charge more than you think you're worth. And all you have to do is get someone to say yes once, and then you cannot ever go back on the number. And I can share a great little story. This is such a fun story. Um, I had a client that came to me in 2014, still a client. And at that time, she was barely making, oh, maybe 40,000 a year. And she wanted to make more money. And I told her, I said, the very first thing you need to do is double your rates. And she said, how do I do that? And I said, you just decide that you're going to do it. And then you practice and you script it. And then you start having the conversations with your clients. So she did it and three people in a row she talked to were male business owners 
And they, she had the same conversation and the same result with all three. They all said, good for you. You should be charging more. You're really great at what you do. So yeah, no problem. Maybe I should raise my rates. So she had that happen three times in a row and she never went back and she immediately raised her rates. So that was a really great success story. And she has gone on to be in our boardroom, which is million dollar plus companies and has been very successful in her business. She went from earning 40,000 a year to being a seven figure money earner. Yeah. So her rates obviously went up and up and up since that first spike. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the reality is we are in our own way 100% of the time. So if we can just figure out what is in our way, and it's usually something emotionally or some sort of a belief system that is faulty, and we may have picked it up just by being around other people who didn't have high goals, or maybe people were keeping us in a safe zone because they didn't want to see us fail. And sometimes we, and I'm sure you feel this way too, you're dealing with people's emotional states and their beliefs about abundance. You know, you have to believe in yourself first. And when you believe in yourself, then you'll start charging more around what you should be making. And then sometimes you have to do what doesn't seem normal for you because if it's not normal, it's going to be painful and therefore you should do it. And so I'm all about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because that's where you grow. That's where you make the big changes. And some people will say, no, I can't afford that. And that's okay. Those are not your ideal clients. Exactly. And if you don't know who your ideal clients are, that's one of the first places to start. Figure out who those people are and who, what your aspirational goals are, not just what you think you can do, but what, what is it you aspire to do? And then start shooting for that and figure out how do I get there? Who do I need to talk to? And then you'll start seeing that your brain is going to help you make that happen. I love that. So how do women become more courageous? And even like, say, I'm going to start a business that can make me six or seven figures or even more like sure. how do they find that courage to go for it when women are taught and by some parts of society to play small just serve others like who are you to go out in the world and you know make this huge impact how do you give them their courage or how do they find it within well i think the way to find your courage is to find your motivations in life that are beyond you that really encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone so when I was talking to the people today, I, my comment to them was, what, what are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? Do you have kids? Do you have retirement that you want to plan for? Do you want to have a home by the ocean? What is it that motivates you? And why is that important to you? And as soon as you can attach a why to it, you're more likely to do the things that are a little bit scary. And I would tell people that are listening that if you believe that the best place for you to be is wherever you're comfortable, you are absolutely dead wrong. That is exactly what you don't want to do because you'll never grow if you don't push beyond what's comfortable. It should be very uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know. How do you feel about that, Rebecca? I agree. I feel like about the why, 
you can dig deep seven levels deep. So your first why is I want to make a lot of money. Well, why do you want to make a lot of money? Because I want to take care of my family. Well, why do you want to take care of my family? Because I love my family. So you keep digging, digging, digging seven levels of whys until you find a why that makes you cry. And that's the why that's going to get you out of bed in the morning when it's easier to sleep in and get you to invest in yourself and a coaching program where you don't really want to invest in yourself. And I really feel that I agree, Gail, everything that we want is out of our comfort zone. Now, I don't want people to go so far out of their comfort zone that they're playing scared, but if they're just has that little bit of butterflies, that little bit of uneasiness, that is good because that means you're growing. Absolutely. Well, I think you and I are on the same page with this. And I push myself out of the comfort zone every single day. And I can remember back when I started this business 15 years ago, that I have started getting requests to speak at different events. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I haven't spoken in years. I don't know if I can do this. And, and so I was nervous about it. And now I do it all the time. And I do a lot of podcasts. And my belief is that I have grown because I push myself to a point where I don't give myself a choice. I want a result that's different. And to create that different result, I can't keep doing what I've been doing. Just can't. Yeah. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. So great that you're getting out there and putting your message out to so many people. And you're also not only are you making more money, you're having a bigger impact and helping more people. Well, that's the goal because ultimately I'm meant to be a teacher and I'm here to share. So for me, and um, it's something that's really important to me and my mission is that I'm contributing. So if I'm contributing to people's success, and I'm seeing them achieve these big goals that they've had for themselves, and they start seeing the actual profit and the net that they can make, and that they can build wealth for themselves, and they can have the courage and confidence to be able to know that they're really building a real business. They're not just doing a hobby. This is something that contributes to the world, supports other people, including their family and friends and their communities. So to me, that's what it's all about. Let's hear a little bit about your story, Gail. Were you scared to charge what you're worth or scared to start your own business? Like, how did you go from just starting off in the workforce, starting as an interior designer to becoming a coach and a public speaker? Like, tell us a little bit about your journey of transformation. Oh, sure. Well, I did just about everything that you could imagine leading up to it. And I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I had a finance degree. I did a little bit of sales and marketing. That was what I was trained to do out of college with a Fortune 500. But my friends started hiring me to be a designer. So that's how I started my design business. So I remember people telling me way back when, when I started that business, that you've really got to charge at a higher level and at the level that the people that you're wanting to reach are willing to pay. Because if you charge below that, they'll think you're not worth it. So I discovered that very quickly. And by the time I, uh, I graduated from my second degree in design, I doubled my rates and people paid those. And then I went ahead and doubled them again. And so by the time I finished doing design as a business, I was charging at that point $250 an hour. And I charge much more than that now. So I would tell you that you have to believe that the transformation that you're making is worth the investment by the other party. So always you want to be focused on being sure that you're delivering the value that you're charging for. 
but also push yourself to do that by charging high rates. So that's a good way of doing it. So anyway, that that is kind of the, the story of the design and then getting into this business of coaching. It was something that I just felt called to do because I really knew that I enjoyed the business part more than I enjoyed the design part. So I've been doing this 15 years now, and we've seen amazing transformations for our clients. And that just fuels me every single day. So what is your program called or what is your system and coaching clients? What are your courses? Tell us a little bit about those. Oh, sure. Thank you for asking. Well, we have uh, three different courses that we teach on a regular basis. And one of those is what we call our boardroom. And that's for companies that are a million dollars and above. And they are looking to accelerate their growth in business. And that is uh, the boardroom again. And it's a wonderful group and includes a mastermind group. And we do what we call a VIP experience, where we spend three days in a deep dive in people's business. Our second program is the Alliance program, and it is for companies that are 250000 of revenue to a million. And we start with the same VIP experience, and we also have a mastermind group for them. And then our third program is our um, circle program for emerging, emerging businesses up to 250000 of revenue. So those are all really fabulous programs. We've been doing this for a long time. And, um, and I think what people, they come for the, the teaching that we give them, but they stay for the community. And that's what makes it so worthwhile. And you also were telling me that you do retreats, right? We do. We do. Yeah, tell and us both, about your retreats. Sure. Yeah. They're both part of our boardroom and our alliance events. Twice a year, we have retreats where we all get together, and it's a, a fabulous networking opportunity. We often have some really fabulous speakers that come in, and it's just a great experience to be able to be with your peers that can help you peer mentor and support you emotionally through the trials and tribulations that are part of running a business. That sounds so, I love retreats. That that sounds amazing. What does this uh, creative blueprint mean? You help people find their creative blueprint. Well, the creative blueprint is really part of our VIP experience process. And what we've found is there are three different parts that people have to um, have to have a successful business. And one is to have a really great business model. So that's number one. And so that includes all of the financials and operations systems and processes. And then they also have to have the right beliefs. And so that requires the kind of support that will help people have that prosperity belief and the power belief and the purpose behind what they're doing. And then the third part is what we call community. And that community includes the coach it includes the clients, and it also uh, includes the community or the mastermind that you're a part of. And to me, if you have those three parts, then you can build an amazing business, but you really need all three of those to work together. So what is your biggest rags to riches success story? I know you mentioned the person who wasn't charging enough, but what is, have you ever had somebody come in who didn't even have a business and now they're you know, successful in the creative field? Like, tell us about your biggest success story. Oh gosh, I've had so many. Um, let me pick one that I think is very, very cool. And this one is a client of mine that's been a client for about seven years now. She's in our boardroom. And when she started with me, she was working alone. She was making about 300,000 a year. 
And that was her top line revenue. And so she wasn't really taking home a lot of money. She was stressed, overworked. She had uh, her two children who are very small. And she wasn't sure what in the world she needed to do to change her business. Today, she will do over $4 million this year. Wow. And she is making enough money that it has supported her husband so he could quit his job and start his own business. She's making more than she's ever made in her life. And she has a great team behind her. And that's one of my favorite stories because she's one that has been one of the you know, most coachable people I've ever seen. So if you give her something to do, she will go execute on that. And she has gotten the results. And that's one of my very favorites. And I'll share one other quick one, which I thought was pretty interesting. I had somebody who came to me who is a great business person. And she worked for a, uh, a company that in fashion for a long time. And then she started her design business. So when she came to me, she was about a million dollars in revenue. And this year in 21, actually, she did um, over $3 million and her net profit was $1.2 million after her salary. So that was pretty significant. And that was in less than four years. So we've seen some really radical growth in a lot of our companies that we work with. And again, if somebody's willing to do the work and you give them a proven process, then they can apply it. And the more that they get that done, the faster they get that done, the faster they get results. So if someone scales that much, obviously they have a team behind them. They have, must be teaching people how to develop teams and systems because you can't scale from, from 300,000 to seven figures, just doing the same thing by yourself. You have to leverage your time. So what does uh, time freedom mean to you? Well, time freedom means that you get to choose what you do and when you do it. So one of the things that I feel for me, I've continued to build my own time freedom. And this last year I took my first sabbatical And I also had another three weeks of vacation. So this year, I'll take another sabbatical and I'll, again, have another three weeks on top of that. By next year, I'll I'll be up to about 12 weeks of uh, vacation and sabbatical. And so that is a choice that I have built into my plan so that I can take that time to recharge. And everyone that is willing to do the work can also do that for themselves. So you build your business to support your lifestyle. And you shouldn't be doing it the other way around because you're always going to be chasing more work. So the idea is to figure out what is it that's going to make you happy and you build your model around that. Why is it so important to take a a big vacation or sabbatical and recharge? I cannot tell you how important that is to you. It is one of the most amazing experiences. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do on my sabbatical. But I read, um, it was over 20 books, and I came back, I had huge insights that were not just about business, but about how I needed to be personally. And I do believe that your business is an extension of your personal growth. And if you don't grow yourself, you will never grow your business to where it could be. So that's why taking that time, getting away, getting that 30,000 foot view, and really understanding what it is that's going to shift you into the next level. So that to me was really essential is to take that six weeks off. And I'll do it every year from now on. What are uh, some of the books that really shifted you as far as uh, personal growth or business books? 
Oh gosh, there were so many good ones. I love Triggers by uh, Marshall Goldsmith. That was really good. I read a couple of his books. Um, and then I ended up hiring some new coaches as a result of some of that reading. And so for me, I'm a huge believer. I'm a believer in coaching. I do coaching and I receive it. I pay for it and I pay a lot for it. <laughs> and so whatever level you want to take your business to, you always want to keep investing in yourself so that you're growing all the time. So those were a couple of books, but gosh, there's there's so many. Think Like a Monk, love that book oh, by yeah, Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh gosh, the one by Brene Brown that just came out, Atlas of the Heart. Have you read that one yet? I have not. Oh my gosh. So fabulous. I would highly recommend that one. Um, Gosh. And I just have read so many books even since then. And one that I just love that I read recently is called I Hear You. And it's about being able to to communicate empathetically with people Mm -hmm. and to get people to really love working with you. I think it is probably one of the Easiest books to be able to apply very quickly. It's four steps and he tells some great stories. So that would be another great one. What would you tell someone who was scared to invest in coaching? Maybe they invested in a coach and didn't see results, or maybe they didn't feel like they had any money to invest in coaching. What would you tell them? Well, I've always invested more than I felt like I could afford. And every time I do, I make big shifts because the better your coach is, the more you're going to get. And you're going to have to pay top dollar to get really good coaching. So I think what I would tell people is don't do it if you're going to put yourself in a financial bind, but do what feels very uncomfortable for you because that is going to take you to a next level because the more you invest, the more committed you're going to be to the work that you need to do. And the reason that most people fail with their coaching is not necessarily that they had a bad coach, but that they did not follow through. And so they need to take a look at um, whether they had the right coach or if they had the right attitude and the willingness and commitment to do the work that it takes to make that work. That's so good. One of my missions as a coach is to help women to have a life of resilience, grit, and grace. Why is it so important for women to be resilient in the business world? Well, first of all, there is this really hard situation that they're in. There are so many people that have kids as they are running their businesses. And it takes more grit and resilience to run a business as a female, especially if you're a single mom. And there are a lot of moms that have mom guilt, whether they have a husband or not. And there is so much stress that comes from running a business. So building that resilience and that grit really takes a lot of courage. And so I think all of this kind of ties together all of our conversation today about doing things that are a little bit painful so that we build that courage and grit and that resilience for ourselves. And sometimes it takes somebody on the outside to help us be able to see what we need to do to do that. Absolutely. What was a moment in your life that you wanted to quit, but you kept going? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I could say that it's not that many years ago. And it was right after 2008. And if you will recall what happened at the end of 2008, we had a big stock market crash and it was a disaster and the economy was in a huge recession. Well, guess what year I started this business? 2008. (laughs) So um, 
I really had to question whether I was doing the right thing. And for the next two years, I continued to question whether I was doing the right thing. And my husband came to me at one point and said, are you sure you shouldn't be going and getting a job? And so I thought about that and I had lots of sleepless nights and it was really tough during those years. And what I realized was I'm not a quitter. I had to keep going and I had to push through whatever I had to go through to make it work. And that was a time that really tested my grit and determination. And I do not regret it. It still is not easy. Every day is a new challenge, but I also love challenge. And I think that's one of the things that builds our our grit and strength. We have to be challenged to do things that are not comfortable. And um, I I don't know. I'm just not a giver upper. (laughs) And we grow grow through what we go through. So that's tough time in 2008 and we're, you know, in somewhat of a recession now. And a lot of people are wanting to launch your business. So, you know, millionaires, more millionaires are made during recession than in good times. So if you feel like you want to launch a business or start something, this would be a great time to start because a lot of people are scared to do anything. So you could just go in and just go for it and I feel like if you do what the opposite of what everybody else is doing, then you're on the right track. I agree with you. I was just talking to a colleague of mine um, a couple of hours ago, and he has built and sold a couple of huge businesses. And his last one, I don't know how many tens of millions he sold for. But what he was saying to me was, this is the perfect time to really build your business. And he said, there are so many people that will give up right now because they see or hear all the terrible economic news. And then on the other hand, I was listening to a podcast by Amex the other day with a global economist who said, we're not really going into a full recession. So you can hear that, but the numbers are not indicating that. So whatever you believe is is probably what is going to convince you of doing one thing or another. So the reality is, if you go against the grain, like you said, there are more millionaires made in depressions and recessions. So this is a good time to do exactly what you may not think is the right thing to do. And sometimes you have it takes doing it in spite of everything else. Just make sure you have a really good plan before you go for it. Exactly. And whatever you think you're right, if you think that you can launch a successful business during this economic time, you're right. If you think it's impossible and that you just got to like save all your shells and retract and everything, then you're right. So I encourage people who are listening to, you know, invest in yourself, get the coaching, start the business, find something with a plan or a system and you can have success. And if you have the right coach, the right person, if they've already done it, like Gail's already done it, I've already done it. We can show you exactly what we did step by step by step. So it's not so scary. So speaking of that, Gail, how can people keep in touch with you? How can we find you online? What do we need to do to get more of Gail Doby? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. Well, it's gaildoby.com forward slash design book. And I have a book that's on Amazon that you can download And all you have to do is pay shipping on it. So that would be the easiest one, gildobie.com and design book. So there you go. Wonderful. And what is your design book about? 
It's about business breakthrough. <laughs> All right. You got free on Amazon, Gail Doby Design Book. Well, thank you so much, Gail, for being on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. You are living a balanced, beautiful, and abundant life, and we really appreciate your example. Well, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, go ahead and take a screenshot, tag me or Gail in your stories. I'm at Rebecca E. Whitman. We'll give you a shout out. And if you would be so kind as to leave a five-star review and rate and subscribe to this show, it would just mean the world to me. It would take 60 seconds out of your day, but it would help this message go out to the world. And we need more people to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balance, beautiful, and abundant. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and we look forward to seeing you very soon for another wonderful episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Thank you, everyone. And until we talk again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.